welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk all about toxic friendships. And to help me discuss this topic, I have invited content creator and life coach Yasmin Elzamar to come and share her wisdom. Welcome, Yasmin. Hi, everyone. Hi, Sahela. Thanks for having me. Can I just say I love your last name? It sounds like I'm casting a spell or something when I say it. Elzamar, like an <laughs> enchantment spell. That is amazing. <laughs> that reminds me of Harry Potter. <laughs> it does, right? And I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I grew up on Harry Potter books. So, oh my Zimar. God, you just made my day. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so, I don't know if you agree with me, Yasmin, but I think it's safe to say that everyone goes through a situation in their life where they have to break up, mm-hmm. so to speak, with a friend. Oh, yes. Maybe there's, you know, some built up resentment there that caused it, or maybe there's some competitiveness mm. or some jealousy starts to bubble up in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Perhaps one of you had a secret crush that was never reciprocated, or maybe it's as simple as just two people growing apart and wanting different things. Yes. Wow. True. (laughs) Sometimes we get stuck in these cycles of hanging on to people we should walk away from because either you or they hold on to these memories Mm -hmm. of good times or because you've just known each other for so damn long Mm. and that alone brings you some form of comfort. People grow apart, though. People evolve, and it's okay to let go, especially when those friendships become toxic and no longer serve you the way they used to. Realizing that you need to let go of a friendship can be a hard pill to swallow, but there's a great saying that I love to share with people when they find themselves in that situation, and it goes like this. People enter our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, Mm. and we only get disappointed by them when we try to force the relationship beyond its purpose. What do you think, Yasmin? Do you agree? Oh my God, I love that. That resonates, that seriously resonates deeply. Yes. Yes. But before we dive into today's conversation and have Yasmin enchant us with all her (laughs) wisdom and insights, why don't we kick things off by having you, Yasmin, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you found your calling. Absolutely. So I am an intuitive life and relationship coach. I always wanted to do something in the field of mental health Mm -hmm. and as a kid, I wanted to be a psychologist. That was like when people asked me, I always wanted to do that. And I, I guess, you know, I just was so afraid of stepping into that role the older I got because of the stigma around mental health. And my family wasn't really supportive of that. They either wanted me to become a lawyer or a doctor. So, you know, <laughs> very traditional parents. So I was like, ah, no. What about a wizard? <laughs> Honestly, like that's a better fit. <laughs> So I was like, um, no and no, I don't want to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing marketing, which is so funny, which does help me in my business and all of that. Yeah. However, I knew that wasn't fulfilling and I knew that that was not my purpose and it wasn't my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, three or four years ago, I was feeling super lost. I didn't know what it, what it is that I wanted to do with my life. 
I was jumping from job to job. I, you know, worked everywhere from, you know, fitness to fashion to retail. Literally, I tried every single type of job there was out there and every single type of nine to five. And I knew that wasn't my lifestyle. I knew that I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I just didn't have the courage to really step out of that and do my own thing. I was so afraid. So I got into doing content creation and, you know, uh, working with different brands and Mm -hmm. having, you know, my creativity flow. And I started to really love that. And, you know, I, I I still love it to, to this day, but I knew there was something missing still. Yeah. And my catalyst was I was in a four year relationship and it was a very rough breakup for me. Mm -hmm. And my ex and I, we broke up three years ago at this point. And I knew in that moment that I wanted to make changes in my life. I was like, I can't keep attracting the same partners over and over again. Mm -hmm. I can't keep attracting the same, you know, the same patterns and the same traumas over and over again. Like, I'm tired of this. You know, I grew tired of my own bullshit, basically. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, I need to make changes and it needs to happen now. So I started to really work on myself. I started to do shadow work. I started to really understand why I attracted certain partners. So I looked into my attachment style. I looked into like my core values. I looked into setting better boundaries and understanding what my boundaries even were in the first place because I didn't even have any. So, you know, I had to learn about all that stuff. And it was basically rediscovering myself. And so what happened was I went through my breakup and then I got into that and it just clicked with me one day. I was like, this is what I want to do. I love this. I'm having so much fun getting to know myself more. And I want to help support other people do the same. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my, my passion was born. And I am so happy that I'm there now. It feels, it feels so natural to me to be able to do this work and to be able to support and help people on their journey to understand themselves and ultimately to help them manifest and attract you know, the right partnerships into their life. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) So as a life coach, you must know how important a person's like friendship and relationship group are to their overall mental health and how important it is to have a good support group around you. Yeah, for sure. Super important. That is number one. And I feel like you know, we all need that. We all need community. We all need a sense of belonging. Absolutely. That's a very basic human need. And so having people that we can rely on and we can truly connect with on a deeper level feels so, so, so empowering and so amazing. Yes. I mean, like they do have that African proverb. It takes a village to raise a child because Mm -hmm. it literally takes an entire community of people to interact with a child for that child to experience and grow in a safe and healthy environment. And interaction and communication and connection are at the root of why we crave relationships and and crave friendship for sure and ideally we also want to be accepted and that's where like our fear Mm. and shame come in or where we let people get away with stepping over our boundaries because we don't want to lose that connection but we have to decide whether those connections are good ones or bad ones do they Mm -hmm. serve us or do they not exactly exactly and that's the important part is understanding is this fulfilling to me Or do I just need to better myself and attract better relationships into my life? And I actually recently did read a Harvard study that said friendships are just as important to our physical health as eating well and Mm -hmm. keeping fit. 
-hmm. And it concluded that having solid friendships in our life even helps promote brain health because it helps us handle stress better. We make better lifestyle choices when we have good influences and we can rebound from even health issues and diseases more quickly when we have the support of friends. Agreed. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So friends are super important for our mental health because they help us have better outlooks, which make us more positive thinkers. And this starts that cycle of happiness and attracting happier people and more positivity into Uh your life. Uh So if you feel like you're constantly on this negative track, maybe it's time to examine your friend groups and see who is in your circle and what kind of outlooks do they have? And are you mirroring them Mm. or are you going to change your own outlook so that you can start attracting more positive people into your life. Yes, I love that. That's essentially the law of attraction. Being aware of our surroundings and what we're attracting into our life, because that says so much about our own internal world and what's really happening Mm -hmm. within us and why we're attracting these people in the first place. So I love that you said that. Yeah. And I feel like those social connections have the ability to bring other health concerns into your life. Like when you don't have a good friend group or a good supportive friend group, then you're more likely to fall into depression because you don't feel like you're supported or you're connecting with anyone or you have the ability to really be accepted by anyone because you're hiding who you are. And of course, if you have, you know, a lot of stress in your life, you probably have higher blood pressure, other ailments. And so you're just constantly, I mean, like I know for me, for stress, I carry it in my stomach and I get really tense. And like, usually when that happens, you're also constipated and all that other stuff. So there's a lot of things. And I'm so happy to also put that Harvard study in the show notes if anybody's interested in like reading more into it. But having a good friend group really does impact how you feel physically as well as emotionally. For sure. For sure. I love that. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we have our blinders on when it comes to our friends or partners. So can you share with us some characteristics of toxic friendships and relationships so we can begin to identify whether a friendship or relationship has become toxic or is toxic? For sure. So some of the red flags that have stood out to me personally in the past and some that are very general is when your boundaries are being disregarded, when you're being disrespected, yeah. uh, inconsistency in the friendship or in the relationship, codependency, and oh, also yeah. jealousy and competitiveness. That's also a big one that yeah. I feel isn't really addressed or acknowledged because jealousy and envy and competitiveness is such I find it to be such an awkward topic yes. that most people, most my clients, most people I talk to, they feel so vulnerable accepting that they might be jealous of a friend or that they might feel some envy towards someone. So I think that that really, if we don't know how to manage those things in a relationship or a friendship, it could really ruin it and it can become a place of toxicity. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just feel like in terms of red flags, some that come to top of mind for me are people that will put you down or mm-hmm. patronize you yeah. or people that will take your success and kind of turn it into something negative. Oh, or, yeah. You know, 
uh, someone that gossips a lot. Mm-hmm. I also am very weary of because I always think that, okay, well, if they're gossiping about these people, they're probably gossiping to other people about me. Yeah, and, true. Like, you know, I feel like if you're a happy person, it doesn't really, you don't pass judgment on other people. And then therefore you don't really need to gossip about other people. Yeah. I mean, if you're concerned about someone's well-being, that's completely different. Yeah. You know, if you're just like, I'm really worried about Sarah, she doesn't seem like she's doing too well. Mm-hmm. She's made some bad decisions lately. Like that's different. Right. You're showing concern. But if you're just gossiping about all the bad decisions she's made, yes. that's different. Yeah. You know, or someone that can't sincerely apologize to you without making an excuse. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? Or someone that makes you feel like you're constantly walking on eggshells around them because Uh you're nervous if they're going to get upset with you. Absolutely. That's a big one. Or bring this up later. Yes, that's a big one. I hate that. Because you can't be authentic. (laughs) You know, when you're walking on eggshells, you can't be yourself. And so the relationship or the friendship is based off of this illusion. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, they leave you constantly feeling like a little bit unsettled. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this is hard to actually tell that you're feeling unsettled because you could blame it on your anxiety. You could blame it on on yourself. You could blame it on your period. (laughs) You know what I mean? You could find yourself saying, oh, it's probably this, you know? Yeah. And you're constantly making an excuse for it. But I find that the key way to identify whether someone leaves you unsettled is if they cancel on you, are you relieved? Uh, Because when you are relieved, you're like, wow, I don't have to do that today. I'm I feel like a a sense of relief that I don't have to engage today. And I feel all of a sudden less anxious about what I'm doing, you know, but at the same. And your body tells you. Oh, totally. Amazing, too. It lets you know, like, oh, this doesn't feel right. My anxieties is flaring up or, you know, my stomach is bothering me. Like little things like that. Oh, yeah. Like that really alarm you. Like this isn't this isn't the right relationship. Yes. Or, you know, you just you don't want to see you don't really want to see this person. Yes. Another thing I think is when people are constantly putting their needs front and center. Mm -hmm. So everything has to be done on their schedule. Everything has to be done the way they want it. And they kind of take over the situation. Yeah, controlling attitude. Exactly. Because then it's one-sided. Yeah. And it's unfair. Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Also, when they constantly think that they're better at you Mm -hmm. than something. So there's that competitiveness, but they're giving you unsolicited advice. Or maybe they're just not allowing you to kind of... (laughs) learn by yourself oh god I know yeah (laughs) that one Uh uh-huh yeah yeah these all stand out and you know they're all unhealthy especially when we when we start to do them a lot in relationships or in in that specific friendship yeah if it's a consistent action that's always happening yeah you know that's when it becomes an issue because it's also important to note that we're human and it's okay if we mess up it's okay if our friends mess up we all have toxic traits Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily make us a bad human being, but it's very important to be self-aware of that. Yeah. So we don't bring that into these relationships and friendships. And so, you know, exactly what that other person's bringing to you as well. Yeah. And then I think on the flip side of that, healthy signs is just open communication, you know, spending quality time together, showing each other mutual respect, you know, listening without judgment, making shared decisions, 
accepting each other, feeling safe around each other, having healthy boundaries, supporting each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many red flags, but there's also some really good things. I can put together a list if you want and we'll put it on the show notes. Absolutely. You know, give you kind of a list of reminders. Yeah. What to look out for. What is maybe a good sign as well of a healthy relationship. Definitely. But in terms of toxic friendships, what are some of the effects they can have on your mental health? So one of the biggest things is you might feel emotionally drained after talking to them or hanging out with them. Oh, yeah. That's one of the biggest things that I've experienced as well. Mm -hmm. And it can also affect your sense of identity. It could ruin your self-esteem. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like you mentioned earlier, it could also lead to anxiety and depression. And these friends and people are stressful to be around because they're in constant competition with you and they try to change you. They're unreliable or they expect a lot from you. Yeah. So that could be very draining, especially depending on who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. If you're more on the empathic side and you pick, pick up on energy easily or you're a highly sensitive person, you might feel this a bit more. Yeah. You know, so it's very important for people who are highly sensitive also to pay attention to those signs. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, some people are big givers. Yeah. And they give all of themselves to others. And that's definitely when they feel the most strain is when they don't get anything back. Yeah. But then I find that's also a very good sign to see like whether you're going to be supported back because relationships and friendships have to be a two-way street you have to feel supported so if you don't feel supported in your relationships and obviously there's degrees to that like if you're making bad decisions and you're not being supported then like (laughs) that's different but if you're not feeling supported and comforted after you've comforted and supported someone else and it's just like okay I just let you talk for like 15 minutes about how your ex-boyfriend messaged you or whatever (laughs) and like I want to talk to you about something that I'm working on and you're chopping me down to pieces yeah you know or like taking my good news that I'm trying to also thought you'd be happy for me for whatever and then turning it into whatever totally because now you're taking my good news and chopping it down yeah and also like not even asking like so how how are you doing you know what's what's going on in your life like even just asking that question could make a big difference in the relationship Mm -hmm. and in that conversation yeah And then again, like if you're walking on eggshells around them, you're constantly more stressed out when you're hanging out with them, right? So that stress is not good for your anxiety. Mm -hmm. Because you're on guard all the time. Absolutely. You know, like you have to put up this mask of like, I have to show a different identity and I can't, I can't fully be myself, which is really exhausting. Yeah, totally. And then again, as you said, self-confidence takes a hit. Yeah. For sure. Self-confidence does take a hit. Yeah. You're not sure who your identity is. You don't feel confident being the bubbly, happy person that you are because you don't know if they're going to think that's annoying. Right. Or cut it down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's not a fun way to live. And again, it creates that negative spiral where you're questioning yourself. You're questioning your own abilities. You're questioning if you're cool, if you're connecting to people, if you're worthy of connection. 100%. Yeah. It's just a bad, bad cycle. Yeah. Because you start to overthink, am I worthy? Am I good enough? You know, as humans, I think we naturally do that. When we see that we are having unhealthy relationships with the people around us, we start to question 
our ability, you know, and we start to question our worth. Yeah. And I also think like when you're around people and let's say you're not even jealous or anything, but they're talking about someone else and -hmm. they're talking positively about that person, but you somehow feel they like them more than they like you. There's definitely some insecurities that could arise there. And for sure. It can also yeah. manifest in how you use your social media. Like I oh. know, I don't know about you, but I just watched The Social Dilemma. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's deep. <laughs> yeah, well, to see how much anxiety diagnoses of young kids oh. has just risen through the roof in the last decade. That's painful to see. As well as suicide rates and stuff, because people are constantly comparing oh themselves to people on the internet. Yes. And... It's just not a fair way to live. It's not a fair comparison. Uh And so when you start having low self-confidence, it's easy to find yourself starting to play that game. Definitely. And it's a bad spiral to be in. I've been there and it really negatively impacted my mental health. Oh, I have too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's funny that you bring that up because I feel like this is actually something that's been coming up a lot lately. It's really interesting and for myself, but also for the people around me, like my friends, I have clients that also have been feeling that way. And I'm just like, wow, this is interesting. It feels like collective almost, you know, because we're all feeling the effects of social media and having to create an identity on there and having to, you know, have X amount of followers and X amount of engagement. Yeah. And again, we start to compare ourselves and we start to compete with people we don't even know. And we compete with friends that, you know, we see them rising and we see them doing a really good job. And then we start to feel like, why isn't that happening to me? Why can't I get to that point? And that ruins the friendship. Even if you have a really healthy, amazing friendship, that could also be a very big factor in the separation. Absolutely. And like, again, if you're playing the comparison game and you're looking at your friends, like these people are your friends. Exactly. You know, and you're wondering, why isn't this happening to me? It's going to have an impact on your friendship with that friend, even though they've never done anything. Exactly. You know, exactly. So it does cause this negative spiral and the toxicity doesn't necessarily just live in your friend. It could live in you, too. Definitely. Definitely. And it's amazing that you said that because it's also important that we don't always point the finger, but we also look at ourselves and notice where are we being unhealthy? Yeah. You know, what are, what are we holding on to that isn't, that isn't serving us? Yeah. Or, or our friendships, you know, it's really important to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. So you mentioned codependency. Can you elaborate on what it is and how it takes form within a relationship and how it can even impact the value of that relationship? Yeah. So codependency in super basic terms is relationship addiction. Okay. You know, I I like saying it's relationship addiction because codependent relationships, they signify a degree of unhealthy clinginess where one person doesn't have autonomy Mm -hmm. or both people, you know. But it's dangerous because you could lose your sense of identity. And since your main focus is the other person, that creates tension in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because all you're doing is paying attention to whether the person's going to hang out with you, asking the person for constant attention and being super, super needy, uh, expecting your friend to constantly meet your needs, constantly talk to you, constantly hang out with you. And that might not be the case. You know, people can't always meet 100% of our needs. Yeah. So it's so important to keep that autonomy and to keep our individuality 
so we don't we don't ruin our own relationships with that. Yeah. And, you know, I am someone who has had friendships with people and it's like, you know, there's sparks between us. And like this is will be girls and girls, too, not just girls and guys. And I'll be like, wow, I really like this person. And then we start hanging out and, you know, then we start texting each other and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God. And we become like best friends really quickly. Like soul sisters. Yeah, like soul sisters. (laughs) And I believe people do have soul sisters and soul mates and whatever. Yeah, I do too. But you need to watch out because you don't want to give too much of yourself or give up too much of yourself. Yeah. And give up too much of your own goals and focusing on those things and Mm -hmm. continuing to have your own thing going on. Because it's really easy to see someone else have a bad day and then throw all your stuff away because you want to be that good friend that just runs and helps them out. But yeah, when you do that or like doing it too often, it becomes a coping mechanism to them. It does. Exactly. And so, you know, you're also creating this codependency reading ground. Exactly. That can easily spread like wildfire mm-hmm. and just take over the relationship and, and make it more and more codependent as time totally, goes on. Totally. And I also love what you said before about, you know, in the beginning of a friendship, like you get super excited and all you want to do is talk to the person and get to know them. And it's interesting because the way I see it is that's the honeymoon phase, you know, of, of a friendship. Yeah. And the same can happen in a romantic relationship where all you want to do is be with that person. And in those moments in the honeymoon phase, it's dangerous because you can lose your autonomy. That's where you lose it. Yes. And it's not a bad thing to, well, okay. So this is what I think is part of my problem. Yeah. And my boyfriend (sighs) says this to me all the time. He says, Sahela, you don't have a crazy dar. (laughs) He's like, you can't tell when people are a little crazy and I'm like well you know what I like look at everyone and I think like everyone has their faults and like everyone's a genuinely good person and they're just going through their thing Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know they could have dealt with it or they could not have and like as someone who are myself a healer right I like to help people and I like to be there for people and I like to give them the support now if I'm not in a good space to do that, then it could have a negative effect on me and could make me toxic, like making me become more comparative with other people on the internet. For sure. um, That's our shadow side, for sure. But if I am in a healthy space, then I also know the importance of taking a step back when I need and like staying home, spending time with myself, recalibrating getting off social media yeah (laughs) and all that stuff so I find that balance there yeah and that's essential to also being a good friend is you can't just give yourself all the way to everybody else you have to save a little bit for yourself too and and recharge yeah exactly because you can't pour from an empty cup exactly you know and I love saying that because it's so true like you have to be able to give to yourself first in order to give and do for other people yeah And I know like sometimes people become codependent when they go from high school to university and they Mm -hmm. know only a couple people from their high school went to that university. So they feel like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with these people I know because, you know, they're familiar. Yeah. And so there's like a codependency at first or maybe it lasts throughout all of university too because you just don't want to leave your comfort zone. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you said, it's comfortable. Yeah. So for sure, those are definitely different situations and things to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And I know you'll agree with me when I say everyone is a little narcissistic at times. Oh, yeah. But can people's <laughs> narcissism get worse over time? And what are some red flags to look out for if someone's like a narcissist or becoming a narcissist or if you're doing something that's narcissistic? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, I completely agree with that. The fact that we all have narcissistic traits, mm-hmm. um, narcissistic personality disorder, on the other hand, is very different. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are diagnosed with that. And the older someone gets, the way I see it is the more stubborn they are in their beliefs and their behaviors. Mm-hmm. So narcissism, yes, it does get worse because if people don't do something about it or they don't step out of their comfort zone to get help, get support, do therapy, then it's gonna, only going to grow. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily going to get better. And some of the red flag that I look at is a lack of empathy, controlling behavior, uh, complete disregard for your needs and your boundaries. Oh, yeah. Intense lying and gaslighting, subtle manipulation, oh, all yeah. these things that are like really heavy. And once you deal with people who are highly narcissistic, you start to get like a hold of who is narcissistic and who's not. Yeah. Again, to that defensive degree. Yeah. And I find like it's like a tough lesson to learn. Mm -hmm. It can be really damaging to not understand what narcissistic traits are ahead Mm -hmm. of time because Mm -hmm. you just get so wrapped up in like believing this person, you know, especially when you're being gaslighted, you know, when someone's like, you should be thanking me right now. Like, I can't believe how unappreciative you are of blah, 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 blah. And like, it makes you really question. Mm -hmm. who you are and if you're asking too much if Mm -hmm. you're selfish they'll Mm -hmm. make you feel like you're very selfish but it's okay to have boundaries it's okay to say no it's okay to take your time to do whatever you need to do or if you have goals and hobbies and you're spending time working on those things it's okay to take a step back from a friendship absolutely if you have a good friend then you would support them by just they'll understand yeah Yeah. you'd support them by loving Letting them have free time, letting them have time to themselves. You don't need to be there every step of the way to feel needed in a friendship. But I find that people get so wrapped up in like, I guess it's partly codependency, but partly like they have this desire to be a good friend and to support people however they can. And maybe there's some bad communication there as well. But being friends with someone who's narcissistic can really make you feel shitty. Yeah, totally, totally. And I also wanted to add sometimes, you know, when it comes to being introverted and extroverted, that's also a really big piece of this puzzle. It's because, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you are more introverted and your friend is more extroverted and they have different needs than you do. You know, your need mm-hmm. is more to be on your own. You want to be like in your own space, in your own shell. And your friend just constantly wants to like talk to you and be with you and hang out with you. And, you know, that could cause friction if there's not enough communication as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that you said that. And I totally believe that. And you know what I also believe is that people can transition. Like, I definitely was more extrovert when I was younger. Me too. And as I've gotten older, I've become more introvert. Now I just love staying home. Yeah, me too. But (laughs) I love being in my own shell. (laughs) Yeah. When I was in my 20s, though, I never wanted to be home. I wanted to be out with friends, like going to restaurants, hanging out, going to clubs, blah, blah, blah. Definitely. Now I can't even like fathom going to a club. Yeah. I also (laughs) think the older you get, you know, the more the more in your shell you become, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So that's definitely a big part of it. And yeah, yeah, of course, communicating that need and letting your friends or partner know like, hey, I um, I need space. I need space to myself. This is who I am. And if the person doesn't understand that and doesn't get it, then that friendship might not work, you know? So it's important to talk about that beforehand too. Yeah. And it's okay. Not every toxic friendship has to end with a big blow up either. I think a lot of people evolve and find themselves on diverging life paths with different values. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't want to get wasted with your friends anymore. Like I said, maybe you've done some healing and, and you've also started to see that those friends that you had surrounded yourself with enabled you Mm. to have these destructive like habits and patterns. Uh And so maybe you're only holding on to them because you've been friends for a really long time and it's like a security blanket. Yes, And so it's okay to let them go like I used to have a lot of friends that I used to party with in my 20s and now I have a very small group of friends but they're really good friends yeah I make sure that those relationships stay healthy right otherwise I have to let them go too totally totally and again like you said sometimes you're on different paths and you know, sometimes you create friendships negatively, like you both bond over hating someone else. Yeah. You know, that's also super common. I remember back in high school, you know, such a long time ago, but I remember back in high school, I had friends um, that I would bond over gossiping and hating other people. And that was like the beginning of our friendship. That was the beginning of our bond. That was the foundation of our bond. And then as time went on and I started to heal and I started to become more self-aware of my own shadows and stopped gossiping and I stopped doing all that stuff because it didn't serve me anymore. I completely lost those friendships because they wanted to continue doing that and I didn't. Yeah. You know, so I love that you brought that up because it's true. It's like enabling is such a big thing. And when we stop and when we like go a different path from our friends, we start to attract people that are on our path, yeah, you know, and that feel like they align with our values more. And then on the flip side of that, if you feel like you're losing friends because mm-hmm. they're getting full-time jobs, they're getting girlfriends, they're having more stability in their lives right. and yeah. they don't want to go out and party with you anymore. Yeah. You have to look at what kind of lifestyle you're living. Is this something that's sustainable forever? Are you enabling yourself? Do you have Mm -hmm. good habits? Right. Because again, you could be bringing the toxicity. Yes, exactly. And so it's good to always check yourself. Absolutely. And just take accountability for your life and what you're doing Mm -hmm. to bring to to whatever friendship or relationship you're in. Yeah. Because, you know, you also want to make sure that you're setting boundaries, not just with other people, but with yourself. You're learning to honor yourself. So I'm doing Sober October this month. And so it's all about Amazing. honoring my body and honoring my boundaries. Yeah. And so every time I would say that I'm doing something and I don't do it, whether that's like I'm going to work out today and then I don't do it. Yeah. You're kind of obviously getting away with it really easily because you can let yourself down really easily. But creating that pattern over time, it doesn't necessarily like affect you the first time you know I said I was gonna work out today but then I didn't yeah you create this pattern yeah. with yourself that it's okay to say you're gonna do something and then not do it exactly and so you don't develop willpower self-trust yeah exactly yeah, yeah. to actually maintain and hold on to your own goals and wishes definitely and then you can't trust other people either to follow through with what they say yeah 
So that's a big part too, is like, you know, when we start to trust ourselves and we follow through with our word and our boundaries and we're very clear on what it is that we want to do, yeah, we can definitely trust the other people in our life yeah, and it'll feel good. You know, when someone tells us something, we'll know for a fact, okay, I can trust this person and they'll follow through. Yeah, exactly. For sure. You know, like, so I've been doing like a morning meditation manifestation. I love it. And (laughs) even though some people like journaling better, some people like... Yeah, I love journaling. Yeah. (laughs) Some people like collaging better. The whole point really is just to take a moment to be by yourself and then think about all the things that you actually want to accomplish and honor your goals and dreams. Yeah. And I think people just don't take the time to just sit down and put it down on paper or put thought behind For it. Sure. It's just like, oh, I would like to have a lot of money, but how would you like to get that money? Yeah. Um, what are you going to do with that oh, money? Yes. Like put some intention behind it so that you can understand who you are as a person. And then you can also put together like a plan of how to get that money. And believe me, like you'll get the money if you like know how to do it. But just to say something like that, it's just so broad. It's not something that you can even keep accountable to yourself. Exactly, exactly. And you also can't visualize it if you're just broadly saying like, oh, I want this. Yeah. But if you're not planning it or if you don't have some sort of outline of what that's going to look like. Yeah. Then you can't really tap into that emotion. Exactly. And so for Mm -hmm. me, I have 10 goals in my manifestation morning meditation. Mm -hmm. And one of them is I want to be surrounded by good people that support me, that empower me, that give me enlightenment, that I can be there to support too, and that are healthy. And then once this becomes part of your meditation, when you have something like that, you will start to attract those people. And you will also mm-hmm. but be more aware every day if someone mm-hmm. is meeting that mark or not meeting that mark. Yes, 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 100%. Yes. And also having the courage to step away if they're not. Yes, for sure. Yes. Because you want people around you that not only you can look after them, but they're going to look after you. Yeah, it's a two-way street. Yeah, and you want to both have best interests at heart. So even if someone is partying a lot and you're like, oh, I don't know if we still have the same values anymore, you can also just encourage them from a distance. You don't need to like go party with them. Exactly. But encourage them from a distance to set a goal. Right. Achieve that goal and show them what it's like to have someone's best interest in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can make sure that you're constantly still holding true to your objectives of what type of friend and person you want to be. Without getting wrapped up in their party scene or party mode. Yes. Exactly. It's setting that boundary. Yeah. And I think it's okay to have those from afar friendships if you feel like you don't want to let go of someone because they're going through something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on the flip side, like if they're going through something and you feel like it is affecting you too much or it's going to trigger you because, you know, you're already sensitive about Maybe you want to party, but you are nervous that, you know, they're going to reel you in to go to a party when you really should be getting a good night's rest because you have to like work the next day or you have a project you're working on. Exactly. Whatever. You can be friends with that person from a distance. That's okay too. That's a good boundary. And you can communicate that too. And they're allowed to get upset. They're allowed. Your feelings are valid too. You need to be able to voice how you're feeling and what you want. 
definitely. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, you know, and anyone could feel the way they feel and every, everything is valid. But like you said, Mm -hmm. it's just voicing it, it's communicating it. And ultimately it's also checking in with your intuition of what is it telling you? Because you can go and get advice from someone. Um, You can go to a coach, you can go to a therapist, you can go to anyone or even like a family member or friend and get advice on, should I leave this person? Should I stay in this friendship or what should I do? And people are going to have different answers for you, you know, so because everyone has different experiences with friends and different journeys and different paths. So it really comes down to what do you feel about this friendship? What do you think that you should do? Does it feel right? Does it not? Is this someone that you don't mind holding on to, but you want to keep a distance from? So just kind of checking in with yourself every now and then is is important. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Being more self-aware. Yeah. And seeing like where that bond that you have comes from. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's the foundation like? So, um, you know, I feel like we've put together some great tips. I'm also going to leave some resources for people in the show notes. But before you go, though, (laughs) where can people find you online? Yeah. So my coaching Instagram is at the Yasmin Elsmore. And my personal content creation Instagram is at Yasmin Elsmore. And then Um, Of course, I also just started my own podcast not long ago. Amazing. So if people want to listen to that, I have a few episodes out already and it's called Humanity Feels and it's on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Yes. And also if anyone that's listening to this wants to book a session, I am open to that. And if you just want to chat, want to ask a question or need any advice, my DMs are open and I'm here to support you. Amazing. And I'm going to leave all of her information again in the show notes. So if you guys want to contact her, you can just go to this episode description and you can just click on the button for her and I'll take you right there. Yes. So yeah, this is amazing. Thank you so much, Yasmin, for coming. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. You've enchanted me with your wisdom. (laughs) Thank you, love. You're amazing. That was great. You're awesome. Are you sure you're not a coach? Because girl, you have a lot of wisdom too. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm all about the healing, but not coaching. (laughs) You're amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Thank you for being here, hon. so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the is that so podcast for more information on this episode and all past episodes you can check out my show notes on is that so.com or follow me on instagram at is that so if you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast simply leave a review on itunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories all right friends that's it Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast, and I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.